Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Well, it's a long-awaited return to the thing that I'm best at, podcasting with my friend Dan Acton. It's Michelle Collins. It's an all-new Midnight Snack. I'm back. I'm so tan. I want to say I'm relaxed, but I have, like, post-vacation hangover. Like, the the... You know, it's like sometimes vacation is work because it's like, where are we going for dinner? What are we going to do? Like, you know, are we going to go to the beach today? Where are we going? It's not like I'm just going to I didn't shut off is I guess my point. So really, (laughs) did I go on vacation is really the name of the episode. No. Hi, Dan. Hey, Michelle, you look great. Wait, you mean it? I'm so this is like, by the way, I was so tan like three days ago. I got I don't know if you can see because this is like fading now, but I hit some color. Yeah. Oh my God. I looked fucking great. Being tan really feels good. I know that it's deadly. It just, it's a, it's, it's a mind fuck. It's like how eating good food is going to kill you. Like Taco Bell tastes good. So it's deadly. Like that's tanning. Uh, I mean, I'm a little disappointed that you didn't show up in your tiny bikini that you've been favoring lately. (laughs) I could put it on. You want me to put it on? Uh, We're going to get to that. Trust me. I mean, should we open with that? I think maybe, yes. I'm in Amsterdam now because I know it's a lot of you are wondering, where's Mish? Well, I'm in Amsterdam. 
I changed hotels. Uh, it's a lot of beams here. And I on my radio show, I have to like twist it around. Oh. Look how many freaking beams are in this apartment. Very beamy. Very beamy Feldstein. That's the joke that I made before. Beamy Feldstein. <laughs> hey, guys, did I miss anything? We're going to talk all about her. I cannot wait to unpack Beanie with Dan. All week, I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. Got to get to the pod. Got to unpack Beanie with Dan all week. But before we get to that, so yes, I was in Greece. Uh, how was your... You also went away, Dan. Yeah, I traded apartments with my friend. I was in Toronto for a week, and he was here. And you loved it. Yeah, I loved it. The food is great. Uh, the uh, inhabitants are very friendly. Um, I love the Canadians. Was awesome. It was great. Yeah. I'll say this, that uh, the Greece are also v- the Greece. Good night. My brain broke. The Greeks. <laughs> the Greece Lightning uh, backup singers who I hung out with last night. Hilarious. There's so much fun. But the Greeks are also very nice and fun. And they're yeah. nice people. They're, uh, you find that when you're there, because the only way to get around, my only like note for the islands is that yeah. you have to take Ubers everywhere. Like you cannot walk anywhere. Oh. And it's expensive. Is it like really hilly and mountainous? Hilly. And, like and there's not even any paths. Like even if you're like, let's walk oh. there, you're walking on like open highways. So there's no okay. <laughs> easy way to walk anywhere, really. Uh, and every Uber driver, you go through the same conversation. And the things that I've gleaned from this trip, and I was in Mykonos for four days, I got there two days before Tristan Thompson got there, LOL. I loved Mykonos. I was worried I was going to hate it because I hate like Miami people like that, like clubbers. Yeah, yeah. But I will say that when you go there, sort of like not giving a fuck and a- being able to watch these kind of people was really mm. entertaining. It, it was actually quite fun. I had a great time. Great people watching. Oh, my God. So many cat faces. <laughs> there was this group of cat-faced women who I called Meow Tung. And Dave and I, every club we went to, I was like, Dave, Meow Tung is there. We could not believe it. It was, it was wild. Uh, but, yeah, so I posted some Instagram photos. I, I have to be real with you. I have about 20 more pictures that are jaw-droppingly stunning. But what, I noticed what Instagram does is if you post, like, the same kind of picture over and over again, they just stop yeah. showing it to people. So I have to sit on these like MoMA worthy, stunning pictures because I don't want to like, it's already happened, but I don't want to be basically shadow banned by Instagram. So I'm like holding on to them. But one of the ones that I posted, I don't even know where to begin this story because I, you know, I co-hosted the Today Show with Jenna uh, with Hoda, oh, yeah, Hoda and right. Jenna. Jenna was on vacation, so I was with Hoda. Yeah. I know. It seems like, can you imagine? So much has happened. <laughs> no, do you know that yes. it, this is going to make me sound like a piece of shit? And maybe I'm finally owning up to being one, actually. Like, this is the moment where I own up to being a piece of shit. Because within yeah. a two week span, or maybe two and a half week span, I was at yeah. Wimbledon. Then I went yeah, back right. to Amsterdam, uh, <laughs> flew Amsterdam, New York, co-hosted the Today Show the same day that that happened, <laughs> flew to Athens. It was like, who the fuck am I right now? But honestly, it's exciting. Like, I don't, I get why That's people awesome. judge it. I, I'm judging it. I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are? Honestly, it's, I love it. I like don't want to stop doing it. I'm, you know, BA.5 be damned. Uh, you can just yeah, take right. my life at this point. It's fine. <laughs> I'll tell you this, if I leave that Athens airport without getting BA5, they need to study my body for science because I was around (laughs) so many people. It was insane. Some asked, some not. Nevertheless, I I got it. I noticed that after the Today Show thing, which was I had the best time. Look, I love both Hoda and Jenna. They're the fucking best. Hoda is, you know, she's my North Star. I always say it like she's I always look to her like, what would Hoda do? You know? 
we had the best time. She's so generous. She laughs. Like, she's just so much fun to be with. I love her. Mm. And um, I noticed that some British tabloid wrote, like, a very flattering article, which is totally not true at all about me on the Today Show, which was very nice. And I was like, wow, I can't believe that they would even care enough about me. Like, who am I? You know what I mean? Like, I flew premium economy. You get it? Like, I'm not some who's who. (laughs) But they wrote this thing and I was excited about it. And then when I was in Greece, I wasn't excited about it. I was more confused is really the word I'm looking for. But I was excited when I was in Greece and uh, they like deleted the article (laughs) <laughs> and he posted the sun. I believe it, I believe it's Rupert Murdoch's The Sun West. Seems a massive complaints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody got fired. All it's where all my articles were deleted. Sh- shattered glass too. Shattered ass. That was me. <laughs> the caption says, because, you know, I, did, I I bought bikinis at Target. Everything I wore on this trip was from Target, except for like four things. Like one of my caftans was expensive. Right. That was it. I love Target. It's the best. But one of the things I brought was this pink Target bikini from the Stony Clover Lane. Um, what do you call it? Mashup? What do you call it? Like a lap where it fit pretty well, you know, and Dave had bought Pringles for us. And there had been this thing on Reddit. (laughs) (laughs) There had been this thing on Reddit where it says, do you want some poingies for the room? Didn't we talk about it here? I talked about it on my radio show that this guy, this guy was with his girlfriend on vacation and they overheard a British guy saying to his son, oh, do you want some poingies for the room? And then the, the boyfriend of this girl said it as a joke, which obviously, I mean, we would do that, like just say it over and over again. But then he wouldn't stop saying it for months. Like he, every time she was like, you know, she's like, listen, I went to the doctor today and then it's not good news. And he'd be like, oh, did he want you to get some poingies for the room? Like it didn't matter what came up. So so I talked about it on Sirius and like poingies for the room. It's so dumb, obviously. But I was like, oh, that's funny. The Pringles can. And I thought, obviously, do I need to tell you that these pictures are angled to within an inch of their life? Like, <laughs> these photos of me, this is not me just, like, letting it all hang out. This is letting it all suck in. Like, I, every muscle in my, every atom of my body is inhaled into my lungs in these photos. Let's start there. I would say there. it's perfect, perfectly executed, though. Perfectly executed. The, uh, the angle. angle plus, like, I'm just letting it all hang out. I, I'm letting okay. it all hang out, but really, and the only thing really hanging out, because you, unfortunately, you cannot suck titties in, and my titties are fucking blossoming. They are Mayimbiolics blossom. They are massive. I don't know what's happened to me. Someone said when you age, your breasts get bigger. I am, I want to fucking die. Like they are, look even here sitting here. Look how big, it looks like I have inflatable balloons in my t-shirt right now. Look at that. They're like growing. They're, yeah. What's happening? (laughs) No, they are huge. And like my bra, my bra still fit, but they're like making the Titanic breaking in half sound when I put them on. They're like creaking. Yeah. So anyway, so I took a couple of pictures of myself in this pink bikini because I was feeling myself. <laughs> and I'm hearing, I'm hearing that like quartet in the background. Yeah. yeah. Titanic. <laughs> that, yeah. Oh my God. What is that melody? Oh God. Wait, actually funny you bring that up because when Dave and I got, my friend Dave is who I traveled with, who I love. We, we only had two fights, which I think is a record. And we got to St. They were like, and they were over in a minute, but we got to St. Yeah. Dorini, which was our first island stop. And we were like, oh, this nice enough hotel. They don't heat any of the pools in Greece, which I know sounds oh, okay. like such a piece of shit thing to say. But I'm sorry. They're like ice 
cold. And it's like when, and even when you're boiling hot, to get into like yeah, yeah. ice, ice, ice cold water, it's not relaxing. It's like, ha, ha, ha. You know, you get on hee, hee, hee. Like right, everything right, right. hurts. So I didn't love that. Shrivels. Shrivels. Yeah, My shrivels. nippies were little California raisins. They had sunglasses on and little <laughs> gloves. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Anyway, we get to Santorini. We were staying at this hotel called Homeric Poems, which obviously I called homoerotic poems. And we um, sat for a drink where the bar was and we sat down and I yeah. sort of go, the first thing, this is so funny. The first thing we heard, like they just turned music on. We were the only two people there, was the forest <laughs> gum theme. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the middle of Greece. Like, in the middle of Greece, like, the most beautiful freaking views. Like, I mean, literally, right. million-dollar views. And it started, I now all of a sudden, I'm like, is that a feather, huh? And I'm hearing Forrest Gump, <laughs> which now talking about it, I can't place the theme exactly, but it was... That's it. Blasting. Okay. We were... I was shooting tears on the floor. I'm like, that is such a read that we, us two American idiots, yeah, Really? show up and they blast forest fucking gump in Greece. Anyway. So we were Sally Field and he was like... I was Jenny. Oh. Come on. I was Jenny. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Is he small <laughs> or is he... Trails off. Favorite line in any movie ever. <laughs> that fucking movie. That was Santorini. Anyway, we made it to Mykonos. Some other funny things happened here and there, which I, I mean, I'm dying to tell you everything, obviously, and I will. But Dave bought Pringle. So I'm like, oh my God, Pringles for the room. Such a great caption. I'm in this like yeah. little target bikini. I'm like, I'm going to do it. So I take right. these pictures and of course I'm like, you know, filtering them, posting them. You get it. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah. next day, this has never happened to me in my life, by the way. Like, <laughs> I don't know what they must have a directive to like follow all former View co-hosts, but I just want the people there to know. I know they're like a right wing newspaper. Okay. I know they're right wing. I just want to say, Thank you for being so nice to me. <laughs> They're so nice. I'm like, oh my God, the sun is They're recruiting you. Yes. No, really. I'm like, that's how they get that's how they get like conservative celebrities to be like I'm telling you, they're they're gonna, wrangling me. They are. 2024 is coming up, yeah. I'm not even being funny. Like, I'm like, what do they want me to promote? I'm ready to do it. <laughs> so the headline says, and it's my photos. Plus, I will say a very, what I think, a very beautiful picture of me from the Today Show, not to brag. I'm very happy with it. It was. It was, it was a yeah. nice picture. And let me just say that having yeah. been on The View, where literally every picture of me on The View, I'm giving gump. Let's just be real. Like, every photo of me on Google Images, she's giving gump. I think y'all know what I mean. I'm giving gump is what I'll say about it. So I'm happy that I finally have a picture where I can like look at myself and not want to pass out from shame. Okay. So here's the, I said to Dan, Dan said to me, I'm like, oh, I saw it. I want to read it on the podcast. And actually I've not read it. I only saw the headline. I've not read the articles. Oh, really? No, I haven't read it. Oh, exciting. Yeah. Okay, I okay, saved okay. it. I saved it for Potter. I said, okay, Harry Potter, we got to do it. This is fun. It's, I'm so excited. So it says nice view, all caps. Okay. I'm like so excited. <laughs> The View fans shocked by alum Michelle Collins' sexy photo as she shows off curves and toned figure. I will sleep. I will sleep with the guy that wrote this. Dan Roberts. Look him up. I swear to God, I will have sex with him. In tiny pink bikini. I'm just going to read it again. View fans shocked. Now, what were they so shocked about? I'd like to know. By alum Michelle Kahn's sexy photo, she shows up curves and toned figure. Not just one, honey. She's got the curves, she's got the toned figure, and she's showing it off in her right. tiny pink bikini. Okay. They were shocked. They weren't expecting this erection. 
when they I know how many yeah. oh, that would be a great survey like how many shocked erections have I caused <laughs> I would actually love to know the answer to that <laughs> maybe not it's like none I'm like oh so it says here to quote guys and dolls Michelle Collins gave fans a special view wink wink while on vacation on the Greek island Mykonos the four I'm so proud of myself every I'm reading this like my mother would read it to someone the former host of the view I'm also giving a little Chris Farley on SNL when you're in the mood okay the former host of the view shared a rare bikini shot that's true while she soaked up the Mediterranean sun and here's the picture I do look great in it sorry to tell you you look great here's me and Hoda I mean you know listen my lower half always gives walrus. I can't help it. It's just how I'm shaped. I have a, the lower half of a walrus. It's okay. I can't do anything about that. It's just my shape. It is. I mean, it's better than vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know people with that body and you're right. Much better. As calls increase, who, Dan Roberts needs to text me, actually. <laughs> This is the nicest thing I've ever read about myself. As calls increase for her to return to daytime TV, gasp, the 41-year-old comedian has been enjoying an overseas vacation. He's so right. And apparently, Dan, and she's apparently Mm -hmm. so relaxed. This is so funny. She's let her guard and her top down. Okay, now, to be fair, I am wearing a top. (laughs) With Dan Roberts, not you, Dan. Wait, he looks Stop it. Way, Is he, he fucking good. hot? You're kidding me. Yeah, I'm, gonna I'm about this. to follow this motherfucker on Instagram. Send me his thing yeah. right now. I'm going to. Unfortunately, your life is about to change. <laughs> <laughs> is he is he for me is he smart or is he stupid <laughs> <laughs> i think he, I, I feel like he's for you is he send him to me right now yeah all right i'm sending i completely change all my political views immediately i'm like you know <laughs> immediately okay listen earlier this week on instagram michelle shared a photo of herself in a sexy pink bikini sipping wine at her tropical resort <laughs> I'm so I, my lips are literally pencil thin they're so tucked into my gums she admitted she was hesitant at first about posting the revealing pic this is true mm-hmm. wearing a bikini and feeling so free with my snow white stomach and flank out by the pool she tweeted <laughs> if I would have known this was going to be quoted in a fucking news, newspaper or whatever you want to call it I don't know if I would have tweeted that obviously Nothing matters anymore. If you haven't tried this, I highly recommend liberate those torsos, ladies. <laughs> I am so unbearable. Under her initial message, she confided, okay, to be fair, this is the most flattering pick I took, but still. Another agreed, living your best life, you are stunning. Thank you to that person. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I think that's the whole thing. That was one of the best articles I've ever read about me. It's fantastic. Happy birthday, baby. I know, babe. Yeah. Oh, you know what? He's very much my type. That's the funniest yeah. thing ever. Yeah. He's yeah. highly my style. Bald with a beard. Same yeah. no more. Should I follow him on Instagram? Let's see. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to. Wait. <laughs> By the way, my fucking, I sort of got my Explore page. If anyone, if I ever like died and someone just found my phone <laughs> and they were like, what was Michelle about? My Explore page is literally <laughs> like orangutans holding up cats. Like it's just the fucking crazy <laughs> shit. We have to talk about Beanie. Don't forget. Is his name Dan Roberts? The promise there's so many Dan Robertses. I'll never find him. This is one of the best things yeah. to happen to my year. Oh, yeah. 
I know. Now I like. <laughs> no, seriously. This is awesome. I know. And now I'm I, like, okay, I want to like really post some thoughty slut pics. Like now I'm like, yeah, where can I now, position an iPhone on one of these beams to capture? <laughs> I did take a photo of me. I did take a picture. Um, I did something unheard of for me. I, I really liberated myself in Greece. I don't know what. Mm. Something about the Mediterranean sun, being on vacation, eating delicious stuff like. Yeah. I don't know. I just really like let loose. It happens to me in Israel too, where just by the beginning, I'm like still mish. And by the end, yeah. I'm so tan. I'm like smoking cigarettes, drinking wine. I'm so relaxed. Right. I had a private patio in Mykonos with a whole, it was private ish. We'll okay. get to, we'll get to that. I found out the hard way because I had a uh, bed on it, like a, an outdoor, it had a mattress oh, on yeah, it though. Like it was a, like a wooden Basically, a wooden platform bed where the back, like a Tempur-Pedic bed, like could sit up, if that makes oh, sense. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like a big chaise, but it had like a real bed mattress on it. So it was super comfortable. You could lay there all day. It was amazing. Overlooking wow. the sea. Dan, I would go back with you in a fucking second. Like get a ticket. I'm coming. Uh, I want to go. Yeah. It is so fucking gorge. But anyway, so I was laying there and I was like, you know what? No, I did like a whole check of the surroundings. Dave was one apartment over and the people between us were on their honeymoon. They were British. And you know how normally I love a Brit, love a British accent. They were the most annoying sounding people I've ever heard in my whole life. Like I actually thought, <laughs> I don't even remember how they said it was like, well, do you think what are going to go? That's like Scottish. I don't even know what they were doing. It was yeah. ear piercing. I was like, shut up. Annoying. Um, and they were young, probably in their like late 20s. Uh, yeah. Attractive enough, I would say. Outside of the accent, they were like fairly good looking. Guy was like, I would say also pretty much my speed and that he was British and had a beard. So I was like, okay. And like a little chubby. I was like, yeah. I'm in. Anyway. Yeah. I decide one day, I'm like, I'm going to lay out topless. Like I've never laid out with my tits out ever. All right, all right. And I'm 40- Watch for those paparazzi now, by the way. <laughs> I know, I'm like Dan Roberts. Like, in the bushes. Are you? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> These like okay. drones cr- like <laughs> crashing into each other. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> no, well, that's so funny. But wait, so I was like, so I went out topless. And actually, I did take a photo of myself like on my tummy of just because I wanted to see what my back looked like, like my tan. And I yeah. will, I don't even think I know you well enough to text it to you. It's like such a personal pic. I mean, I'm not naked in it. Like you don't see anything. I'm wearing underwear, you know, but I am human Neapolitan ice cream. My shoulders are <laughs> red as strawberries. My back is snow motherfucking white. And my legs are like golden, perfect brown with black undies on. It's the craziest looking thing I've ever seen. I almost want to send it to you. Would you want to see it? Yes. Tell me when you got it. I'm excited for you to see it. Oh, it looks good. I know, but you see the colors? (laughs) Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, you're like... (laughs) I'm 19 different shades. It's like, yeah, it's like a alkaline strip or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm a COVID COVID test. And I that's the positive. Um, But anyway, so I'm laying out with my breasts out and feeling really free. Like, I really am like, I'm so liberated here. Like, here I am. And by the way, they didn't even get tan. Here I'm thinking, I'm releasing you girls to finally get some vitamin D, you know? Got no color at all. I was out there for hours. But in the meantime, I'm laying out there. Titties Akimbo, need I tell you, another good title for this podcast, Titties Akimbo. Akimbo? <laughs> like spread apart, like one here, one here, because, oh, okay. you know, without the bra on, they, you know, Akimbo, yeah. they Akimbo. Right. And anyway, I'm laying there, not a care in the world, and I look up, and the fucking guy next door has found the one spot on the balcony where oh, he can on. see me. Come on. Yes. He, oh, that sucks. To be fair, like, 
it's on me, right? Because like it's he could stand there, but he was standing Whoa. there and he was facing in. Like behind him was the most beautiful ocean in the whole fucking world. Yeah, right, and he was like right, facing right. in. I was like, okay. Well, in well, front of him was the most beautiful view. Human ocean in the world. Yeah. Human creamy <laughs> ocean. Anyway, so that was fun. Greece was great. So yeah, I got I did get spied on topless. I got um hit on by every cab driver. I got the number of a six foot six former Mykonos basketball player. That was fun. Ooh, we went fun. to clubs. We went to this club twice actually called Alamagoo. That the name is so fucking <laughs> dumb. It was so much fun there. It really was I had a really good time. It was fun. It was like douchey, but fun. That's how I would say it. I did. I like I know what you mean by like relax. You know, once you're on vacation for a little bit, you just become like more yourself. Yes. Like I was I was at a bar in Toronto and it was a brewery and they had like the cheapest thing you could get for like little munchies was like duck hearts. What does uh, that for mean? Three dollars. Like three duck hearts. Like actual like duck hearts? Yeah, on a little skewer with like adobo sauce or whatever and pistachios. It's it sounded great. And so, like, I ordered it, and the, the waitress is so nice. She's like, okay, like, any allergies? And I was like, yeah, just duck hearts, which I, th- I thought was funny. I actually, I um, almost spit my coffee out just now. <laughs> I, when you said any allergies, I go, I know this motherfucker said duck hearts. I was waiting. I was like, mm-hmm. But, <laughs> go but on. then I was like, like, relaxing. They were the most delicious thing in the world. Really? And this woman sits down next to me. They were so good. And I think they were Irish. This couple sits down next to me. They, they obviously our regulars at this bar. And she's like, wow, that wasn't very filling, was it? Like, she really wanted to bitch about it. And I was like, actually, they were delicious and really cheap. And she just gave me this huge eye roll and, like, turned her back to me. <laughs> like, like, she only wanted to complain. I was in a great mood the whole time. But Did I have any inst- situations? You know, I was, I don't think I did. You know, I had a, a cute thing happen, actually, where I went into town. I had no, honestly, no negative experiences, I swear to you, this trip. I'm trying to yeah. think. I cut my leg on, uh, Dave very generously got me a, um, we went on a catamaran on my birthday together. Uh, oh, yeah. It was really fun. And the water got really choppy all of a sudden. And I started to actually feel quite anxious because I'm not, I mean, I know how to swim, obviously, but open water, like, well, right. yeah. I, I have anxiety and the idea of just like open water is like intimidates me. So we were out in the water. Yeah. It was cold. And then all of a sudden I was like, I have to get on the boat right now. You know, that feeling where I'm like, if I don't get on this mm-hmm. boat in the next minute, like I'm actually going to freak. And so I right. went to the ladder and there was this um, kind of hot Belgian dad, hot but not hot, like hot because I'm fu- I'm fucked up. He was like bald yeah. and out of shape a little bit. He was very tall <laughs> right, though, but yeah. he had it. I was like, I I see yep. it, I get it. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. a very lovely, married, very lovely wife and kids. <laughs> but his son was like Zoolander hosing him down. Like was they were having like fun with the hose by the steps. And meanwhile, I'm like yeah. thrashing in the water, like please, please hurry, I need to get up there. And I did say something, and then I was so. Like within seconds, it was like the the catamaran, which is huge, was like bobbing up and down. And I went to grab the thing to pull myself up. Right. And my leg missed the ladder and scraped and it's rusty. And I got a horrible Ugh. scrape on the side of my leg. It was bleeding. And then I had to get a tetanus shot the next day, which was just like in Greece. Isn't that funny? Were you able to just, it was an emergency room where were you able to just walk? Oh my God. I went to the farm. This is why I love Europe. I went to the pharmacy, Australian mom and, and um, daughter and they were like oh yeah you cut yourself there oh was it was there rust on it there was rust on the ladder oh yeah we'll give you a tetanus shot little antibiotic cream no big deal they right. it was like 50 bucks they they gave me the shot they sold oh, me the cream that's great that's why i love it here you don't have to pay 700 fucking dollars to go to the er for something that costs two cents well i got the monkeypox shot uh, which <gasps> no. one you can't yeah which one you can't get in new york like there's very limited 
you know, in one location that you have yeah. to like line up and cross your fingers. But it was, uh, yeah, with no insurance, it was 10 bucks. It was easy. I'm telling you people, we need to revolt. Like, I don't think people get it. Like, I'm ready to revolt. Yeah, I am. I just, I have no yeah. words anymore. I don't know what to say. I have no energy anymore to give it. I had to remove yeah, right. myself, you know. Um, there's that. Wait, I wanted to tell you another funny thing that happened. Oh, this is sweet, though. I went into downtown Mykonos. Um, the, the One of the fights Dave and I had, I, we actually had three fights. I won't tell you the other two. They were all <laughs> dumb. They were all dumb. And they all lasted literally 20 seconds. You know, it was like we like yeah. snapped at each other and then it was over. But and I think it's pretty good for 10 days. Like, honestly, yeah. I'm like, travel. you know, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I We were good travel partners, but he hates going into stores, which obviously for me is an issue because I <laughs> love nothing more than going into a store. Right. So I was like, I decided I'd go on my own to quote unquote downtown Mykonos, which is like where all the boutiques and shit are. Yeah. And um, as I was walking in, I had, that's when the basketball cab driver took me he dropped me off and I'm walking in and I see this woman and it's very very cute it looks like Mamma Mia like those stones and the white buildings it's very charming you know and I see this girl she's maybe like five foot three she's working at some jewelry store and she's trying to clean the top of the windowsill like she had just cleaned the window with some Windex oh yeah and she's trying to now grab the top because it was covered in dust it was the most pathetic thing I'd ever, just like hopping and like dabbing, like getting an inch, hopping right, right. and getting an inch. And I'm like, oh, this would take me, A, it would be satisfying because it's like so fun to clean like that. And B, like this would yeah. take me less than one second. I'm going to go over. So I went over. I was a foot taller right. than her and I go, do you need help? She, I thought she was going to cry. She went, oh my God, yes, please. Yes, thank you so much. She was like, thank you. She handed me this like dirty rag and Windex and I did it in literally three seconds. I got the whole thing just completely clean. She was like, what? I don't do a good Greek accent, so I do Italian. She's like, what are you from? I was like, New York. She went, yes, go New York. She was like, go New York. <laughs> she gave me a hug. I was like, you know, you wow. reach out and it, it made me feel great. I'm like, this took two seconds. She was so cute. <laughs> You know, it was like a two second interaction, but I feel like when you see things like that, just help someone. It's fun. Yeah, that's exactly. All. Anyway. Oh, that's good. You did a good deed. I know, but it was actually also a good deed for me because I had fun. I think it's time. Beam me. Beam me up. Beam me up, Scotty. Beam me up, Feldstein. She, as you now know, Dan and I, we saw Funny Girl together, not seated together, but nevertheless, I left an intermission. Dan stayed for the whole thing. Um, I hated it. Dan, you didn't love it. I did not love it. No, I also hated it. You hated it. And we were talking about Beanie and just, for me, it was really the nepotism that stung. You know, I don't mind if you have connections, but you're talented. And she is talented in her own way. She's very talented. I agree. I'm not anti-Beanie at all. Pro-Beanie. I'm not anti-Beanie. I don't know if I'm pro-Beanie. I would say (laughs) I'm neutral on Beanie. Let's do this pro-Beanie. (laughs) yeah i got it i got it all right oh boy all in the show right now what do you think of the i mean i'm sure you read that daily beast article which was so juicy yeah except it didn't get right to what the core of the issue is for me is what was the idea of the original casting period like this is about like uh keeping her safe from bad reviews and, and like really backing her up and then you know how are we gonna market it it's like oh it's just you know she's having fun so everybody yeah. else have fun too but it didn't get to exactly what happened in the initial casting well which i'm curious about i 
Uh, I'm going to float an idea, which maybe I heard and I'm going to get wrong. So that's why I'm not saying it is the truth. The idea, let's consider me the sun at the moment. The idea is, um, I believe that it was like her project. Like she cast herself, you know what I mean? Like it was her idea or her family's idea to put the show on. And if that is the case, then this is like such a fuck you. I cannot even go there because it's like, it's your thing. (laughs) That's like me getting recast you know, in my one woman show, basically being like, you know, <laughs> right, just right, not right, killing right, right. it. Like, let's bring someone else in. Well, also, like, I was thinking about like, like the, it was supposed to be rewritten. Like, the show itself sucks. Like, the movie is good, but the original show I agree. is boring and sucks and has no inertia at all. And it's supposed to get this big like rewrite by Harvey. Uh, I keep saying Harvey Weinstein. It's not Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Harvey Firestein. His one good eye <laughs> could wait to get his hands on that copy. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it wasn't rewritten at all. I, it was it was not rewritten in any way that you could say like, oh, this no. is modern. It's funny. This is you know like this is making it work for today's audience. Whatever. Or it's even like uh, suited more towards Beanie's talents. It was like completely unchanged. I think um, it was unchanged. And I'll say that it really felt like I was being forced to watch my niece perform at her high school musical. And then afterwards go like, you were great, honey. Like, honey, you did such a great job. Even though internally you're like, this is why people move to LA and then, you know, work at yeah. the Waffle House. You know what I mean? It's like, because <laughs> we're filling their heads up with lies. And in my opinion, right. that's what happened. So yeah. they got rid of her. And then, but yeah. the thing that's so crazy is that, like, someone leaked the Leah Michelle news. Now, you know my someone spilled sauce story with Leah Michelle. If you don't, you can beeline to my episode with Las Culturistas and listen. Some call it the funniest episode of that show ever. I didn't say it. Someone told me that. Now, <laughs> all that being said... I already bought tickets to see Leah. I would love for you to come. Oh, you with did? Me. Yeah, in October. Because I'm going to be in New oh. York for a wedding and some other shit. You want to come? Guess so. You're not going to see show, it? The show is still going to suck. I know, but I want to see her. I think it's her. a complete rewrite. Hold All on a minute. Right, wow. I, I have ILC. It's re- I'm going just for the song. Then oh, I really? leave. Yes. Oh, okay. Right, I'm going, hey, <laughs> Miss Donstein, here I am. Oh, it sounds good in this hotel room yeah yeah i would love why don't i get to do it why don't hey come on pa put me in it pa, pa? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i'm making there- my pa who owns broadway yeah put me in a pa oh boy well now lee michelle's in it so dan and i are gonna i'm only going for the one song i'm popping in i'm popping out okay that video that she posted there to instagram where she's like i have to say she's how old is she 28 i mean she's young yeah maybe 32 32 something she looks 75 fucking years old. She looks so mm-hmm. tired. I'm sure she yeah. is so stressed. No, I'm saying this not as a dick yeah, on she her. Is stressed. I'm yeah, saying yeah, stress. Yeah. Imagine yeah. like being, look, I'm excited about some bullshit article that literally no one read except for you and me. And then I read it here. Okay. Maybe my parents, <laughs> but imagine like being put on blast, not only yeah. by the only, the people who are working with you, but then also by like the world at large, all tearing you apart. Right. I mean, I wasn't a fan, but it still sucks. It does suck. No, I, I totally feel for her. The funny thing is, like, when you sent me that uh, Instagram video, my speed, my internet speed was so bad that I kept getting just stuck on, like, the worst frames of her, like, this close-up. Like, no! <laughs> oh, I, I it's such an unbearable like, video. It's, I'm sorry. Yeah. It did not make me feel better for her. I. It was like, did I miss anything? 
Oh, well, I have tonsillitis now. Guarantee you, you heard it here first. She won't be ever be back in that show. There's no way yeah. she's ever getting back on yeah. stage. Because yeah. then they were also talking about how her understudy was better than her. And I'm like, yeah, because her understudy probably went to fucking Juilliard or Yale. Like, that's not even a dig on her. It's like you have people who study for the stage. And then you have... Well, just have the, like different, have the voice to yes. do those songs. Yeah. I'll march my band out. I want to sing it. I want to go on stage. <laughs> Let me do it, Pa. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I think a it's really classy that, that uh, Jane um, what's her name? Jane, Lynch, uh, Lynch uh, is not going to do it at the same time as Leah Michelle. I thought that was pretty classy actually uh, do you think that's like a classy move? I yes like, I think no, that's do a you nice think that's thing a, to do to Beanie an intentional move is my question yes I think it's a nice and classy move to not further put down Beanie by like oh and let's have one night only that's uh completely special oh. and takes away from her. Oh, yeah. did they want to do that with one night with her? Because that would have been awful. Well, they could. Yeah. That's, well, that was the option. But Jane is also leaving earlier, I think. So that's like well, Tova Felcha is coming in. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The great Tova Felcha, which I love saying <laughs> so much. Yes. Uh, it made me think that Jane Lynch just fucking hated Leah Michelle. I didn't even think of it in like the nice way. I was oh. like, oh, <laughs> that bitch hates Leah Michelle. Well, they were oh. on Glee <laughs> together for so long, you know. Yeah, that's true. That I'm like, oh, she must fucking hate that girl so much. Well, I think the producers in one of those articles was like, oh, we thank Jane Lynch for her like... Uh, compassion and like leadership. Uh -huh. So that's why it made me think that she was kind of going to, she was also maneuvering it to like, okay, let's do a clean break. And then, well, down. I'll tell you this, you and I are going to go, we're going to see the one song. Then we're going to go to bar central, have one of their notoriously terrible martinis, but I love going there. And that's going to be the night. And like, they're fucking pulling sticks. Another, let's what? do another meetup. <laughs> no, we can't do a meetup at bar central. Cause they barely let me in there. You know what I mean? Oh. Uh, <laughs> By the way, I'm having so much fun singing. There's no question tonight. I lost my voice from those two lines that I sang. And here I'm giving Beanie so much shit. I'm like, learn how to sing. Meanwhile, right. tomorrow I post a video. Did I miss anything? Uh, anyway. <laughs> I, that video made me, it was like really very hard for me to watch. And I'll just leave it at that. Well, Dan, anything else? Vacation we covered. We covered my new tabloid um, ventures. What else? I miss anything? I don't think so. Yeah. What time is it here? It's seven here. You know, the sun doesn't set here until like 11 o'clock. I walked home from oh, dinner last night at 1030 being like, I have so much night left. And I looked at my fucking phone. I'm like, it's 1030. And uh, right, right. that's that's what it is like here. But I do love it. Well, Dan, I have to be honest. I missed you very, very much. My dream is to one day vacation with you and get into three little fights with you over 10 days in a foreign country. That's really what I'd like for me. So uh, I love you. Follow Dan at Dan underscore Acton on Instagram um, and uh, find the Dan Roberts that I can follow on Instagram for me. And uh, I'm Mish Call on Instagram. You can see all my like barely edited uh, Instagram pictures. <laughs> All the electricity just went out. That's so weird. Okay. Uh, we have a great guest today, and uh, they're Australian, which is so much fun. So let us get right to it. You look stunning. Your hair. Thank you for having me. I also appreciate something about us before I officially introduce you, which is that we're both dealing with what I would call not ideal lighting situations. Yeah, I'm backlit. I'm backlit. But yeah. for me, it's, it's eight o'clock in the morning. That is 
good back lead is good for me. Anything yes. that isn't kind of front facing, nothing. There was a point where I was trying to set up my recording stuff in uh, this kind of kitchenette that my Airbnb has, and it was all the angles. You know, when you're balancing things on a you know pandemic times, a lot of balancing cameras. It's not. It's not a good thing. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't what I would call OnlyFans lighting. It wasn't. Um, that's really what I'm here to talk to you about, Reese Nicholson. I want mm-hmm. you to start an OnlyFans. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Reese, first of all, is an Australian superstar. Uh, you can see Reese in a show called Reese, Reese, Reese. I'm going to just keep saying it over and over again. Uh, yeah, yeah. At Montreal. Oh, what is just for laughs? That's exciting. This month, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like from the time we're recording this, uh, next week I'm going in a couple of days. Yeah, you have a crazy couple of you have a crazy schedule here, Reese. Edinburgh Fringe Festival throughout August, which is the dream. I want to talk to you about that. Uh, yeah. Soho Theater in London, my favorite theater in all of London in September, mm-hmm. and then the Soho Playhouse in New York in September. You can go right now, buy your tickets, uh, reesenicholson.com.au. Look at you, yeah. Slash gigs. <laughs> <laughs> the slash gigs is really where I locked in. The dot AU was a twist and then slash gigs. They said, I'm in. I'm doing it. Well, look, we couldn't have all after America got dot com. We all had to kind of slide in with our dot A's and dot 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 UK. Oh, no, but they have anyways. It's but yeah, it is true that gigs. we I don't did... know why you focused on that. No, I because I'm uh, I have mental problems. But also you're right that oh, America that. did really steal the dot com. We came mm-hmm. in, I think, because of America Online. America Online. Did you have that in Australia, America Online? No. What? what do you know that? what that is? What do you mean? No. Really? Before I no. before I tell you, how old are you? Before, because I need to know. I need to gauge like where I'm you 32. are. Thirty-two. All right, you're not. I thought you were younger, actually. America Online oh. was how I knew I'd get you on my side eventually. America Online was it's the how, backlighting. It's the backlighting. It's. The, I'm like you're pitch dark. I'm like you look phenomenal but it's how americans used to sign on to the internet so it was um you know before the internet was free and you could just have like google chrome or safari you had to have like a, yeah. a service per month and there was a little yellow guy was our his little the little mascot for it and uh everybody had an aol we had buddy lists did you ever have that see this sounds this sounds safer to me like this sounds like everyone's got an identity there like yeah. now like you know it feels like we're all checking each other before we now it's just a free-for-all and everyone's got like four different oh. twitter accounts and most of them are looking at porn. You know, when you put it that way, you made me realize that we have gone downhill since America Online crashed. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. I'd say the world has gone downhill since America crashed. You know, now that now we're getting somewhere. Reese, will you tell our <laughs> listeners a little bit about yourself? Because I know through our fabulous Australian producer, Amelia, that you're a superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She said she saw your show and her face hurt afterwards. She also loves to laugh. But I know yeah, that yeah. she only laughs at things that are actually funny. Oh, she was the only one laughing. It was really embarrassing for her <laughs> and me. It was dead silent to everyone else, a dusty yeah. typewriter. But one mad Australian woman screech laughing. And it was kind of uncomfortable. That's why um, she does this show. Tell us about your show, Reese. Um, it's a thank you for calling me Reese, by the way. Yeah. No one calls me that except for like my father, weirdly. Um, yeah. So this is we're this family. Is, it's yeah, you we're taking already... you to your favorite relative, obviously. Go on. Oh yeah, what are we like <laughs> at an Italian restaurant? Um, the uh, I the, tell you about the show. The, yeah, the... well, I want to know a little bit first before we get into our lives and specifically your life because yeah, yeah. I'm sick of myself. Who are you? Reese Nicholson. I think a lot of Americans and most of our listeners are from America, though they all all over the world yeah. don't really aren't familiar. So familiarize yourself with everyone. 
Hello, everyone. I'm Reese. Do not confuse me with Reese Darby. That yeah. is what keeps happening. I feel like people even bought tickets. Yet. So I was doing a show <laughs> in LA <laughs> and someone called to return their tickets because they thought <gasps> they bought tickets to see Reese Darby. And uh, that was a, just why not even say, just give it a try. I'd wow. say that's a good way to introduce myself. Or just like, give it a try. How about you just return it and shut the fuck up? Just be like, hey, I can't yeah. make it. Why even give an excuse? Like, that's terrible. It's <laughs> an asshole. Um, but I'm a I'm a comedian mm-hmm. uh, from Australia. Uh, I do I've been doing stand up for like twelve years. I've acted in uh, very occasional one scene roles, many of them cut out of my friends' sitcoms. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. I seem to just now spend my life traveling uh, um, for the next three or four months, at least, traveling the world and doing podcasts from loud Airbnbs. Oh my god, is that where you are now? You're in an Airbnb. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, <sighs> I started trying to... Re- oh, you said it so, like... Because, look, before we were recording, there was a lot of talk of you changing hotels. And there was. already to me, I'm like, ooh, she got money. Ooh, la-di-da. No, you know what? In the side pool house of a mad woman in LA. I'm going to actually um, flip what you just said on its head, which is that here, I'm in Amsterdam right now. I don't know if you could tell by mm-hmm. the beams. I'm calling this room Beamy Feldstein. Tons <laughs> of beams. Thank you. Uh and are, those, are those beams also going to be removed earlier than expected? Uh, that's funny, actually. I wish because I can barely fucking fit in this room. Every beam is slamming me in my head because I'm quite tall. It is quite pretty. Look how Dutch that looks. It's a high yeah, ceiling. It's very but Dutch. It's such, but it's like a low ceiling because then these things are blocking everywhere. But um, Airbnb has a thing here in the Netherlands where people are only allowed to rent their house out for one month out of the entire year. Like you can't, you can't buy an apartment and then turn it into a rental property per month. So what ends up happening, and you can look and this will be backed up, the Airbnbs for a month here are like $12,000. So actually, <laughs> I'm in, it's wild because that's like the one month they can make money on it. So <laughs> believe it or not, I'm actually in a hotel that I'm going to let you know costs less per month than the average rent in New York City. And so that's how I'm going to explain it. So it's not as bad. a month. Yeah. Although I would say, are you, are you LA or New York based? Are you? Where, uh, where, New York based. Or New York. The, I mean, now we're just talking about rentals. And I love that. It's what people um, tune in for. So let's do it. Yeah. But it is wild. That, like as <gasps> an Australian, I mean, we have a lot of space and we like it, like we talk about it as if we have some sort of rental crisis, but like, guys, there is so, there's a whole desert in the middle. Let's just live there. <laughs> um, but the, because someone pointed out to me the other day in Australia, we have, so we have 20 million people in the entire of Australia. Wow. That's the whole thing. And in California, there is 40. <gasps> so you guys need to calm down here, I feel like, and just be more like the Netherlands and charge $12,000. A month. I'm serious. Well, now, that actually is surprising. And I want to ask you about Australians because from the okay. ones that I'm friends with, and I did meet a lot of them in L.A., they love to come to L.A. We love to come here, uh, have our dreams knocked out of us, and then go back to Australia. Yes, that's right. And be spat on by the locals because yes. we left. <laughs> do they do that? I respect that. Yeah, yeah, it's called tall poppy syndrome. When you like, um, when the poppies get too tall, we cut them down. That's the whole thing. Like, so you know, uh, Rebel Wilson is an example of someone who was like, Ooh. "Oh, I'm going to go and on like have a good time, I think, and and talk about how good Australia is in other countries." And we were like, "No, you lied about your age. How dare you!" And uh, and then we uh, cut it, cut it down. And Let then, me ask: yeah. Do the Australians actually are they anti rebel? I could see that. Are they not claiming her anymore? In yeah, but now she's back properly and. Like, then we love her again. Like, it's this strange that, like, we just can't deal with people leaving unless they constantly talk about how much they miss Australia, which she didn't because she shouldn't. 
Well, like Hugh Jackman, I feel to me, and you know how much I live and love and die for Hugh Jackman and his wife. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I read your blog. Oh, you my Tumblr. You found it. Yeah. I love me some Hugh, but I feel like Australians like him. Aren't they proud of him? Because he's actually conquered Hollywood and he actually is the most talented, best looking guy. Yeah, but he he still feels like you know he, like we we've accepted him because he's out there still. He has a broad Australian accent that mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he puts on for sure, and he just travels <laughs> the world, just going. We need to talk about how good Australia is, and uh, and and this is my wife. She's also here. Like there's just constant like, and you know he doesn't even sometimes his American accents are a little bit Australian, and there, I respect. That. Yes, exactly right, and he is even when he's bad, he's good. Like he was one of the arguably I'd say worst Jean Valjeans I've ever seen in my life. I mean, <laughs> and I. I live for Les Miserables is like my Bible. I'm not religious, but I believe in Les Mis as yeah. a... It's it's Les Mis, right? <laughs> He's like, one day more. I'm like, that is yeah. not yeah. how he sang it, Hugh. Call that a one day. This is a one day. Oh, more. exactly. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. You should write an Australian Les Mis. I'm thinking of what it would be called. It'll come to me. Les, Les Mis. Yes, that's very Australian. Do that. Yeah. Um, Someone called Les. Liz Moonvest. I feel, Reese, like <laughs> the Australians that I have met, I will say, are the most fun loving. They love to have fucking fun. They love mm-hmm. to go out. They love to drink. They're always, mm-hmm. I'm going to say something and don't be offended because it's actually to me a compliment. I find mm. most Australians to be unbelievably hot, but not mm. always so smart. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You agree? Because no, they're the ones. They're the ones that we send. The because <laughs> well, and to be honest, I've been I've been in Los Angeles for a week now doing shows and stuff. And I would say, uh, look, I would say a very similar thing about the people here. Very much. The, it, it is. It is either. And look, it's a cliche, but uh, I would I would say that people that live in this uh, state mm-hmm. are either. I would describe them as either tall glasses of water or buckets of shit. Like there is no middle ground when it comes to looks or personality. There's no just regular people here I'm noticing. There's either like, and I find myself at parties or something kind of gravitating towards the fuggos because, you know, we've got some to talk about. Yeah. I, listen, I, I like, love buckets of shit. I, I yeah. actually, to me, they are, I'm like, ooh, a bucket of shit. I get excited. I Some of the in, best sex I've ever had have been with buckets of shit. You no, know? Like, the only sex I had in LA were with literal <laughs> buckets of fucking shit that I got at like the OC <laughs> fair. All right, the playground. I was in LA for five years and it was, you know, everyone always said the joke about LA is like, stay one year, you're going to like it. And then it's like, a cult. And then after a year, you're like, actually, I'm still not connecting. You have to say, give it two years, give it four years, give it five years. And they just are keeping you down there. And I'm not hot on LA. Um, mainly because yes the people but it was like boring everyone looked exactly the same it wasn't my kind of hot like my kind of hot is like a frail Englishman like a guy Mm. who looks like he needs to be in an iron lung I'm like what are you doing later like let's go out like Mm. an Englishman like an actor who's playing someone with a wasting disease like they're they're getting ready for the role they're not there yet but they're like maybe they're starting filming in a month and a half Christian Bale for The Machinist Mm, yes that is exactly who I was thinking yes yes I need Greyhound bus logo ribs I need like just absolutely basically science classroom skeleton with eight teeth and a beer in their hand and I'm happy and in LA it was the opposite of that it's everyone is like who can look so healthy like I just I'm working out I'm healthy I've got you know you go everywhere they're talking about the business and after a while my brain was 
actually rotting. Not to say I didn't make some of my dearest friends in LA because I did, but just as a Good whole is this. Save. No, it's true though. But as a whole city, I'm talking about like just going to like, even I'll tell you this, the Beverly Center. Like I grew up in Miami. I don't know. I want to ask Australian malls have to be a thing for sure. Oh, well, Westfield is us. We invented Westfield. I'm an idiot. Of that's course. That's whole thing. See? Yeah. That's, there's literally like someone called the Westfield family or something. Oh. And again, this is what I, this is what I love about Australia as well, is that even our, like our old money or like our very uh, rich people are still just like the, like we call them bogans, I guess you would call yes. them. Like we're, we're, we're a country of, I mean, it is also the place that has the, one of the oldest civilizations in the whole world. And then of course, uh, we came there and we uh, fucked that up. Uh, but, uh, so there's no such thing as old money in Australia. Like there's no such thing as Downton Abbey or any, like it's all, it's all new money. Mm. And that's why you get people inventing malls like the Westfield. Cause we just like, what if we made it? Let's put something in there called Italy. That'll oh. work. You're saying all my favorite words. You say the word Westfield. If I don't care what city I'm in, when I see that big red W, I mm-hmm. breathe a I breathe a sigh of I lit a cigarette. I'm like, I feel so relaxed. <laughs> I'm so happy there's a Westfield here because I know one I of those was, Westfield yeah. climaxes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I was actually thinking for the poor people of London today where it's like 109 degrees in a city with no air conditioning. You know that thing where I, you ever play that game? Like if I were a pigeon, where would I live? Like anytime I see like loose bread in the ground, I'm like, oh, I would definitely live here if I was a pigeon. Because like, <laughs> look how much bread is here. You never you, do that? No, you, can we just, hold it? What, you said that game as if it was Monopoly or like a well-known, oh yeah, Clue. And um, if I were a pigeon, where would I live? You know, that well-known family. You never play that. I play it all the time. I was just in Greece. The birds are fat as shit. They're so happy there. There's the most beautiful views. I'm like, these birds have cracked the fucking case. They've won. Yeah. If I were a pigeon, where would it be? Anywhere, though. In New York, too, they don't pay tax, you know? Yeah, true. Anyway. Oh, our pigeons pay tax. Do they? I bet. You know who's funny? That's Sam Cotton. Sam Cotton. I'm sure you know him. He's very funny. Yeah. You know him? Sam. He's an yeah. art. He illustrates birds in Australia all the time. Oh, like yeah, yeah, thing. yes, 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 yeah. yes, 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 yes. He's very funny. Yeah. Uh, no, but with the Westfield, I'm thinking in London, if I, where would I go in London if I were a pigeon? I'd go and fly Westfield. right into the Westfield because it's air conditioned. And it is, Westfields aren't, because um, that's what pigeons want as well. They get too hot. Um, do <laughs> pigeons sweat, do you think? For um, sure. They're the- so angry. Yes. That's such like a, a, a like a, a essay I'd write for like chicken soup for the teenagers. So like, do pigeons sweat? <laughs> um, the that's uh, so cute. Little is that, a, is that a reference that still exists? Yes, of course. Chicken soup for the soul. Yes, yeah. that's how I know we're similar in age, even though I'm almost ten years older than you. Continue. I'm sorry. The uh, Westfields have like. I would describe them as kind of bogan malls as well, like because they, they're very open. And a pigeon could be kind of, you know, there's certain like fast food places where you go in and a pigeon will just be wandering around and no one seems to be doing anything about it. Like you, you will get pigeons yes. in in a Westfield just living their full lives. That's, That's all. It's, it's a like gated the, community. airport birds. It's a gated community. Yeah. Get, listen, birds at the airport too. I'm like, guess what? They saw the big ones and they thought, I want to be with the big ones. So they went and they flew in there. They're geniuses. <laughs> you know, they saw the planes. They're like, these motherfuckers, look, they're getting washed, full of food. They get it. Uh, you ever seen a pigeon in a KFC? Anyways, don't do it. it oh, you God. Let me ask you this, Australia. Mm. You have a spider mm. thing there too that I mm. that I see videos. Anytime I see your viral video about girls screaming about a huge spider in the car, it's always Australians always mm-hmm. and it's like pull over mom every time what yeah, what yeah. is the spider deal did you grow up with like massive tarantulas around so the, it's a different type we have like uh like there's a thing called the huntsman that's like the main spider that you would see in australia or they're kind of and they're kind of like house spiders uh, and they're not uh 
poisonous or anything in any way, but mm-hmm. they're just fucking enormous and like and they can get huge, like the size of a hand, bigger than a hand. No. Um scary. But they'll just be around and you kind of get used to them. But the, the scarier ones are the smaller ones. <gasps> and I'm talking as if like you know, we're like opening cupboards and there's hundreds of them. You see, like, but people keep them in their house to like kill the other bugs and stuff. Oh, the really? The scary ones are like t- the smaller the spider, the kind of more it's going to kill you. Seems to be the rules in Australia. Like you guys here, but you guys have like bears and shit. We don't have anything like that. All our big animals are cute and fine, but it's the little like. There's one called a redback spider. It's it hides in toilets. It bites really? you. Really? Die within hours? No. Yep. You're yep. kidding me. What a little perv hiding in toilets, <laughs> waiting to, that's like so, that's like the 70s. I don't know. It doesn't even seem, yeah. Well, they're mostly there for sex. And then I think they kind of, yeah. uh, after a while, like a few, <laughs> they're, they're the gayest spiders. It's kind of, it's mid 90s. No. They that's, life. you know what? I'm happy that they're free in their toilets. I think it's great. But aren't kangaroos also unbelievably vicious? Or is that I a mean, lie? No, no. I think if you go up and you start a fight with one, like, you know. Like men on steroids are vicious, but like it's it only happens if you start it with them. I That's feel like true. Ra- I mean, I kind of find them. They, I don't know. Kangaroos seem to be more of those. Like they are kind of body. Like the ones that are really heavy on top. Like if yes. you, you see the yeah, videos, the hot of ones. That ones. Like they're really yeah, hot ones. They, and they they kind of are a little bit hot. No, they're like a, they're hot. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Yes, they look yeah, like men. They, if you put a man's head on them. It's a man's buffed body. Like some of these kangaroos yeah, are yeah. like serving like big dick energy they're like, to me sometimes. They're down in Venice. They're down in Venice <laughs> and they've got like pouches full of uppers. Yes. And, and you, you know that you're going to have a good time with them. Oh, that's so cute. I want to find a little roided up roux. It's so adorable. <laughs> I wonder, my favorite thing about bears though, is the videos where they break into people's like Range Rovers and it's always, they always find luxury cars. I've never ever seen a video of a bear opening a Civic. It's always no. a Land Rover, <laughs> a Mercedes, a BMW. They always find the luxury German cars or British cars and going, kangaroos, can they open car doors? I feel like yes. No, I don't think they have the th- no, no kidding. No, I don't think they. Yeah, and I think they're not really there for like. I feel like bears are, are there for the food, right? Yes, kangaroos yes. Are there for like get get the fuck away from my family. Like that's the kind of vibe of a kangaroo. Wow. Which again, like old Irishman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like old like drunk little, Irishman. Um, mm. Yeah, they're from Boston. Kangaroos are from Boston. Big Boston energy for sure. Big like, Boston energy. Yeah. I love them so much. Uh, I'm seeing here. First of all, you've been in every single publication it seems uh you were in, you were in the guardian i love the guardian yeah yeah you were it, it says stick, stick with it, the guardian i like we're the guardian it says airport without passport story now i've just been traveling quite a bit myself and i find yeah. the act of traveling very stressful um especially when like daily mail which i read every single day Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. feeding me stories of like airport lines, lost luggage, people losing family members at the airport. Like every, it's like scare stories at the airport are my kink. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I read them every day. Um, it's stressful. What happened to you at the airport? Because I already feel secondhand stress. I, so, you know, I, I think within Australia, in, as I, was, I was doing work in New Zealand where uh, we film uh, Drag Race Down Under as well. Amazing. And I... About six o'clock, this happened like a, a couple of years ago now, a few years ago now. Uh, basically, this is a story that I tell people to let them know how much better New Zealand is as a country. I, th- I think we already know this like from um, uh, from their prime minister kind of traveling around 
like or automatically like anyone who can go from my part of the world who can go on something like Colbert and not make us feel embarrassed. Yes. Like the stories about my prime ministers usually are just like, oh, uh, Australia's the worst. Let's keep going. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> the but I was uh, I was. Uh, about six o'clock in the morning, I was leaving Auckland in New Zealand uh, after doing some gigs there, and I needed to get on a flight to land straight back to go and do shows, and it was a little bit tight and stressful. And at six o'clock in the morning, on the way to the airport, I realised that I did mm. not have my passport. No. Sometimes, like, yeah, and I had lost it. I'm not someone who loses things, and uh, I was very <gasps> stressed about it, and I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And I got to the – I just went in the queue – uh, of, and just talk to the guy and I won't do the accent, but uh, he was. No, you calm. can do it. Is, how is it different? Actually, I want to hear you do it. Oh, no, it's because we say, I mean, the main difference being we say, I, I think they go up at the end more and they say it, we would say fish and they yeah. would say fush. Really? So would, yeah, it makes no sense. Fush. Like it's it's their one downfall. I okay, think, you're hilarious. The only they're, one. They're perfect. They're perfect yeah. other than that. <laughs> Uh-huh. But they just can't pronounce certain words. Um, but uh, and and I said, oh, I don't know what to do about my. This, I don't have my passport. I need to get home. And he said, no worries, bro. Let's call Canberra. Canberra's uh, the nation's capital of it's like our Washington, right? Uh, but not at all. And uh, and we went into a little room, and he called Canberra, I guess, and uh, talked to them for like fifteen minutes, and then he hung up the phone. And his exact words were, "Well, they said it's up to us, so I reckon just go." Wow. And. And they just let me with no passport get on, get on a plane. And did you come pull home. up your and that's Instagram? Why it's the best country. Like, did you? No. Pull, oh, you didn't. Do you know what I mean? But, there, but then that's. But then that's the. Uh, you know, there's nothing worse than the. Don't you know who I am? And no I one know. in the airport does. And you're like, no, no. We need to find someone now for my own mental health. We need <laughs> to find someone who knows who I am because I've worked really hard for twelve years. No, and that's like the best part about it because, I, I mean. I feel in Australia, I'm assuming you're a very recognizable person is my guess. Not like not really. Like, really? I think once I get canceled, I think that'll be. I think you won't comedy- get canceled. Oh, please. You won't. Um, poi, 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 no. no. <laughs> the I do. Um, I think comedy is like a weird and you might know, like comedy is a weird type of like mm. if you're a little bit famous in comedy, it's like you're you're not necessarily famous in like tabloidy things at least within australia like they uk is very similar where you know some of my friends are like some of the biggest comedians in the world but you don't like if you don't know them you don't know them do you know what i mean like of course i also forget i forget that people don't when someone says to me after like a stand-up show oh this is my first ever stand-up show i'm like what what are you you not going every night like i am like i forget that stand-up is not part of people's lives are you up every night Performing mostly, really, Try to, yeah. I have but, so like, much respect for like that. Four, four or five times a week. That's unbelievable. I mean, to me. that is so much to. work. It's so much work to have to yeah, go out like, and you know. Oh, I'd love, I'd love to not. I'd love to like. I did like during the during the pandemic, which is over and we're fine. Yeah, of course. Um, we made. Don't it. worry about it. We made it. Yeah, <clears throat> but the <laughs> um, the we. I yeah you know, obviously there was no stand up for me to do and I co-own a, a comedy club in Melbourne and oh, wow. it was grim and awful but at the same time I I kind of have this like survivor's guilt almost because I got like a few acting jobs and I got to be a judge on Drag Race all in like some people's worst times and I was and I'm kind of it's been like a real it's been a real boon year for my no career. I you know get what I mean? it like, yes I do listen. First of all, you should celebrate. Don't, I'm a Jewish person who doesn't like to celebrate too much. We actually never celebrate mm-hmm. because the second we do, we're beheaded. So, like, don't <laughs> celebrate. But- 
not feel good about yours. You don't know. do it publicly. Don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't oh, do it publicly. We are, we're the most miserable people for a reason because the moment we're like, yeah, it's like the, you know, we're yeah, slaughtered. Yeah. But Why? Did something happen to you guys? What happened? Yeah. I've read. Uh, no, nothing. Um, I just have no answer uncles or cousins. It's fine. Anyway, huh. <laughs> the point is, the point is that, uh, where were we? We're talking about, um, <laughs> Celebrating. You should celebrate. That's a huge thing. And I feel like there is this weird thing where if good things happen to you in COVID, you really kind of I understand it because you don't want to look like you're like dancing on anyone's grave. Like I get it completely. But also be proud of yourself. I that's also huge. Dancing on people's graves. Yes, should that's how you that? that's one of my favorite drag performances from the show. Yeah. Was when you they took them COVID. to a cemetery and danced on their yeah. graves. They weren't COVID graves. They were like they World were like War One veterans. Yeah, yeah, World yeah, War One yeah, veterans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is like that's ages ago now. And what were they even fighting for? That's you know? fine. I actually don't even know what World War One was about. Something about the I, hand. I don't know. Uh, public school. <laughs> yes, this is how I get canceled. By the way, the World War One people are going to come for me, and I'll hate that for myself. But you're on They're Drag old. Race. How is stand up different in Australia than from the states? Do you notice like I? When I used to do stand-up more frequently, because I now, mm-hmm. if I have a show, it'll be like at Joe's Pub. Like, I don't yeah, yeah. wait with people in whatever. Yeah. The vibe can sometimes be competitive, I would say. Like, it's mm-hmm. maybe amongst the women, I don't know. But it's, um, you want to root for your friends, but do you want to root for them? Because obviously everyone's in the same bucket. Is it like that yeah. in Australia? Or are people, like, they seem so happy. Are they just like, oh, amazing, man. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is. It is. Um, so this is Paris. So th- that's it. That's in a constant. Um, the. I, no, I don't think it is as competitive. One, because like it was, we're a lot smaller. Mm. And I, I think comedy is a little bit. Something I've noticed since being here is um, the rhythm is very different. Like it's taken. The first time I, uh, so years ago I came here for kind of the first time and I was doing stand-up on Conan and I got to LA a week before to kind of be like, oh, I need to get my five minutes ready and I'm going to get it. And I did um, a a, a few of the kind of main clubs in LA and I bombed for five (gasps) nights. And when when I say bombed, I didn't mean like, oh, it didn't go great and they were a little bit quiet. I mean deathly silent. Oh, no. Like 10 minutes at a time, four times a night for five (sighs) nights. And it was proper like um, where I just started to even kind of just accept like, well, maybe I'm just not funny here. Um, And like, because in Australia, I'm not like... Famous, famous, but I, I'm like a, I'm, I'm like a sellable act. Like yeah, you, would, of you, would, I, you would see me in kind of main state, like kind of main shows. Um, the b- being here and realizing, and then I did uh, a show at a, at a, at a um, uh, what's the show? Um, Hot Tub. Uh, oh, with Kristen like a, and uh, yeah, 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 of course, yeah. and Kurt. Yeah, I love them. And I did well. And it was like, oh, I'm an alternative act here. Yes. Like realizing, because there's this weird thing I've noticed, like in the clubs, there's really interesting systems and different things where no one really talks to you. When they're talking to you, they're kind of talking over your shoulder. Um, it's all very like on this coast. I mean, I think New York is like a different. I'm just saying. Yeah, but cl- the clubs our, for our me. Our stand up is more mm, East Coast, I think. You I know think what? Clubs for me in general, and again, I'm speaking obviously sort of a different experience, but was never my energy. Like I, when I lived in LA as well, I was also like alternative because 
the even the performance it's much more conversational the audience is a little bit skewed you know it's uh i think friendlier to women and lgbtq people it's just the whole versus that male like wraparound oakley's audience which i mean they look at me like I'm a freak and on a stage like no one knows how to laugh at me because they don't want to fuck me necessarily. This is like I'm saying things that have been said for literally 50 years. I'm not like yeah, reinventing yeah. anything with this, but it, I've experienced it. And it's why I think I actually deep down have a fear of stand up clubs like that. Like I never, yeah. you know. I don't know how to put it. Like, I'll do theaters. I'll do these, like, when UCB was around, I would do UCB, but I will not go and to, like, like Stand Up New York. And Dinner yeah. Typewriter. And, yeah, Joe's Type. Exactly. Like, and they are kind of, they're, they're like, comedy-centric spaces that, um, like, yeah, and I think I'm a little bit similar to that, especially here. <clears> like, <throat> I used to have a, like, one of my old jokes used to be, like, I remember this so vividly saying this. Mm. I was at the Hollywood Improv, and I... This old joke that was like, oh, I, I have a severe anxiety disorder, but I prefer to think of it like I'm celiac with an intolerance to hope. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a dumb little line. And in Australia, usually in the UK, it gets like a decent laugh. Yeah. And it was dead silence. Uh-huh. And I just heard one woman go, oh. And it was like, <laughs> oh, you're worried about me. Yes. These people are worried I kind about of my am well-being. A little. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> After that, I'm like, wait, let's talk about it. No. But like. Uh, it is like such an interesting, like, I, I think they, any extra step, and I'm not saying they're dumb, but I'm saying like, it's, it's no. like a, as an audience, they, they're kind of like, wait, I, I don't understand what that joke was and I'm scared. Mm. Whereas I feel like on the other coast, maybe, and within Australia and the UK, there's like a, oh, we're waiting to, like, we're ready, like the whole Yes. Time. No, everyone's in a good mood. They want to be a part of the group. It's a whole different vibe. Instead of prove you're funny to me, it's like, oh my God, can't wait to see how funny you are. It's a whole, yeah, the yeah. whole energy is just different. Did Muriel's wedding shape your childhood the same way it did mine? Yeah, I feel like it kind of did. Like, your terrible Muriel is like a... It may as well be in our national anthem. Yes. Like it is such a part of like the, you know, that's our, the that's lexicon. our dress, My mother says it to me. Anytime I make a terrible joke, she goes, you're terrible, Muriel. It's even in my family. That and movie people can never us. believe Tony, like that's Tony Collette as well. Like that's wild how, like there's so many we have, like, well, did you, and this is much more recent, did you, did Kath and Kim ever come over here? There was a show called Kath and Kim. Kim I, it did a little, yeah. I watched Kath and, oh, Kim I, Kim I, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it was funny. It didn't hit the same way for me, but it was obviously very funny. And they tried, they tried to do a reboot. Oh, the remake. The thing about Australia. And no. The, the and I love they, they, Molly Shannon, a queen. Yes. Live for Molly. Thelma Blair. It should have worked. No. They can't do the remakes. They try to remake all these shows. And here's the true, my opinion about the remakes. The reason why certain Australian and British English speaking comedies work is because the sensibilities are funnier overseas many times. Um, Yeah. America, when like a CBS or whoever, a big network takes over something that was like perhaps off color or not family friendly and then tries to it kind of like almost whitewash it. I don't know how to explain it. You're killing the whole yeah. thing. Why couldn't they just show the original Kath and Kim on TV? Why do they have to like baby chew it for babies here in America and like serve it that way? I don't get. I love the, the, the these things will happen. Like there's a woman in, in the UK, this incredible um, comedic writer and actor called Julia Davies. Oh my God. Created, yeah. Nighty Night, my favorite show of yeah. all time. Not, do me a favor. That's what I'm going to bring up. Oh, I read my number a one thing. It's the it's the most perfect for, for people listening at home. Oh, um, best. Nighty night, 
the, season the one. Night season is, one is, only, though. <laughs> season two didn't hit for me, but continue. Go yeah, on. no. Yeah, it was definitely a, yeah. Season one is a story, without giving too much away, is a story about a northern English woman who, uh, uh, she has neighbours move in, uh, a woman in a wheelchair and a, a doctor man, and she falls in love with the doctor man, and she's already convinced her husband that he has terminal cancer and has put him into hospice care, and she spends the entire show trying to uh, have an affair with the husband of the woman with multiple sclerosis and it but it's that but very very funny and the writing is like really I mean, tight it's and incredible. dark it's it's, it's dark. incredibly dark but fucking hysterically funny yes. i remember reading a thing once that someone had bought the right like the rights to make a remake of it and yeah. can you imagine no. like a Fox or even a HBO or a Showtime trying to recreate that in some way. I can because HBO actually, didn't they sell another show with Julia Davies? Which yeah, yeah. Um, camping? I camp- or- it wasn't camping. It was... Um, Crashing or something? like it's- You know what I'm talking about. There was a show with her... Yeah. Maybe like, hello, everybody. It had some... I forget the name of it. And it mm. was not the same, but I know that what they were going for because I'm a Nighty Night expert. Yeah. Um, it just... I can't remember the title. Ghana was in it. Like, Bridget Everett was in it and... Um, it just wasn't the same though and I Bridget's hilarious it just wasn't yeah it didn't hit the same way because I don't think America can cover that kind of comedy it just is not in our DNA to do that some of us find it funny but I can't even we especially in this day and age you could never make 99 now I have to go back to watch comedies from 20 years ago to be like ah the freedom they had to like actually be like dark and kind of funny and not worry about that and that was on BBC, I think. Like, that was as if no PBS way. made that. That's hilarious. Like, yes. that's the, it's like <laughs> wild. The, and, you know, I, but it goes the other way as well. Like, Book of Mormon came over to Australia uh, and yeah. it kind of worked, but we don't have the context for Mormonism. Like, America, like, in that way. Like, like Orlando kind of jokes don't hit. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, by the way, that's something that America did do right. South Park. Those boys. Yes. See, South Park is one of the funniest shows of all time. And, so inherently American. And it's still going. And like, because I mean, we are as Australians very um, sycophantic to you guys. Like, we love everything you guys make. Oh, God, love, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for this. Thank you. We don't have enough money to make our own shows. So the Australian <laughs> comedians have to come over here. Um, but uh, the, yeah, shows like South Park, but isn't it weird that like South Park has continued going and The Simpsons is still going? But I it know. just feels like The Simpsons is just this kind of. It was such a big thing in my childhood, huge. And then it's just kind of in the background now. Just, I mean, do people, when it first started, you, if you're a little oh. tiny bit older than me, it was like such a game changing. And there was always, in your neighborhood, there was always kids that were allowed to watch The Simpsons and kids that weren't allowed to watch The uh, Simpsons. We were allowed. I was yeah, watching, yeah, so my parents let me watch pretty much anything. I was watching a show that we had in America called Deaf Comedy Jam, which was hosted by yeah, yeah. my number one idol, Martin Lawrence. The funniest mm-hmm. show of all time. And I mean, I was watching Dick and Pussy jokes with my mom and dad and my mother would be like, this is terrible. But we'd be howling with laughter. I was like nine. Yeah, yeah. And you know yeah. what? It's how you make smart, funny kids. You have to, I mean, obviously within moderation, but now what are they watching? Pornhub? I'm like, is there even, yeah. what are kids watching these days? Like learning how to give well, the I right did- hand job? I don't know. Which I'm trying, I'm here, I'm trying to, pit, I'm trying to get a Pornhub, I'm trying to get a special on Pornhub. I think that's the only way to kind of connect to the youth now. You know what's funny, actually? Like, that's a good idea. You laugh, but there's something to that. Wait until I'm at the Golden Globes thanking Pornhub. You at the, um, what is it, the AVNs? That's the Porn Awards. Yeah, yeah. You'll be there, you're getting the first like, stand-up special awards. The lay-down special, you can call it. What is uh, the connection yeah. between 
porn actors and comedians. Do you know what I mean? There's always like comedians are always at those porn awards. Then there's something about like, you know what I mean? Is it because is it like, like the guy comics connection? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like the like sleaziness, isn't it? It's like sleaziness. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I haven't get... noticed that really. The, not okay. the comedians right. I hang out with. I'll tell you that, Reese. Reese, you're going to Edinburgh. I love calling you Reese. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like we're the oldest of friends. But you're going it makes to me the feel held. Oh, by the way, look at these arms are ready for when they're we're in the same holdy. city. They're so holdy, holdy on, holding on. Can you swaddle me? I thought you, you have an aneurysm. <laughs> I thought you asked me if I could swallow you, and the answer is definitely. But I could also swaddle you and baby Bjorn you. Swaddle, what a nice way to go to be swaddled till just you're falling asleep and you're still a little bit cognizant, and then just you're just warmly being swallowed whole. But that's nice isn't that the end of I the talented Mister Ripley? I think that's how Ripley ended, wasn't it? <gasps> oh, the best yes. movie. Now that's talking about hiding like that movie. Oh. I I wish in those movies that there's an era as a queer person, seeing all the hottest queer people turn out to be serial killers probably wasn't good for our mental <laughs> health in the long run. That's hilarious, but, yeah. But at the time, like having, like as a teenager, having proper boners for like talented <gasps> Mr. Ripley, oh. but also like, ooh, ooh, the the Italian seaside. I also want to live there. No, no, no. And I also... That movie, Talented Mr. Ripley, is head to toe, visually, every organ in my body is alive watching Talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah, yeah. Period. Yeah, it's, when he's got the razor in his hand and it's coming out on the bathrobe and, and no one believing Gwyneth Paltrow. Because <gasps> why would we? I know you did it. I know what you did when she's hitting him at the end by the boats and yeah, James yeah. Rebhorn. I love him. Rest in peace. Oh. Everyone's dying from that movie. By the way, I think three of the main characters are dead. Philip Baker Hall, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and James Rebhorn, all dead. Bad time um, to just, be a Philip. It's a bad time to be a Philip, and that's going to be the name of the podcast. Bad time to be a Philip. <laughs> I hope you guys are writing that down. Um, but you're going to Edinburgh, which I've actually, I've been yeah. as a tourist, but never to the Fringe Fest. Are you, have right. you been before? Yeah, yeah. Been oh, you've times. been. I think this is my oh. eighth. Oh my God. Yeah. I hate money. What does that mean? Um, they don't pay you? Oh no, it's like, it's a big scary festival. I'm, I, I do, I do well there now. But the, um, yeah, it's like a, it, cause it's a different, you know, it's, um, I don't know if this is a boring business thing to say, but like, it's no. not a guarantee thing. It's not like JFL where they invite you. Like it's, uh, you go there, you pay yourself to go there and uh, then you just hand out flyers. Like it, it's such, it's so, it's so different to here. It is so different to here. Mm. Like, I mean, Edinburgh is, do you ever find, do you, as an American and as an Australian, do you find when you go places you seem like a pretty, you, you seem to like Europe. Do you go to Europe quite a bit? I do. You like a, yeah, it's, a piece of shit? Yes. How, go on. How much does it feel like, you know, like even the bars are so old that they're smaller because people, when they used to go there, were smaller. Yes. Like that's how old everything is. Yes. And so to be walking around, like, um, especially when I would go there when I was younger, like, you know, so hungover that I'm like throwing up on the street out the front of like a thousand year old pub is like so nothing makes you feel smaller in the world i think than having no one come to your shows oh, no. and feeling like a speck <gasps> of dust see that's why i'm too needy uh i don't know if i would yeah, fare right. well there i was supposed to go i want to say five or six years ago i had a show that was yeah. supposed to go there and then i got a big job and it just never happened again i never put my name in for it but the idea of being around from what i hear it's like you're awake until 5 a.m then you sleep until 2 p.m and yeah. that's it. And I yeah. don't know if at 41 years old, I would make it. Like, I think I'm too old Look, now. 
It is. I mean, I, I think potentially I'm too old. Um, but but no. But then also at the same time, there are like because um, it's open to anyone. You just sign up. This is what the great the greatest part of the fringe I think is that like there are usually about you know almost like a thousand shows on, and wow. so the the booklet is like this, and they're everywhere. So you'll walk past like a bar and there's like three shows happening in that bar, and then there's ten other bars on the street that have that happening as well. And because you can sign up, you'll scroll through and see like. Um, Oh, there'll be some woman like Eunice is giving it a go, and it'll be like some eighty-year-old woman who's trying to stand up for the first time. Like I'm not making this up. It'll be like it'll be like Margaret and friends. But the worst thing, this is so terrible. Um, I don't do it anymore. But when I was more vulnerable and younger and scared of the fringe, I would sometimes go on the website and I would search the word cancelled. And then I would just scroll through all the people that had cancelled their shows <laughs> to see, like, like who are these people? Like, what? Like, who's made this decision? Wow. To I'm a I'm a dark person. I was going to say that's really concept. dark. Did you like catfish them? Like, then did you like DM them and were like, yeah, oh, I thought I it was tickets. like, hey, j- <laughs> <laughs> this is I'm bummed. I thought I thought Margaret. this was Reese Darby. Um, <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. That restart me story. Like, mm-hmm. do you find like have you performed much overseas? Like, did you have you performed in London or anything? I did a show at the Soho Theater in London. Uh, so good, so good. It's so much that fun. The Square, yeah. It's just um, the energy there is great, and much like we were saying earlier, like in alt spaces, people come there to laugh. I find I do very well in England, just even on a social level, comedically, because the yeah. people there love to laugh. They're very dark, like they get kind of they're always drunk you know it it really speaks to my sensibilities of like what people find funny but um yeah I love performing there but I've never done shows I've never been to Australia period and to me it's like when I meet people here who have never been to America and I'm like but it's a nine-hour flight like it's so obviously it's privileged because it's expensive but it's not that far away to actually make your way over there no and then for me I'm like yeah but you when you lived in LA, you never went to Australia. And it's, I mean, still probably a 20 hour flight. But yeah, someone once told me that Australia basically looked like San Diego. And I love San Diego. But once I heard <laughs> that, I was like, I don't think I can spend like three grand to go to San Diego. I just can't. It is. Yeah, it is like, it's, it is one of those places though that you can come here. I always feel sorry for people when they tour like big touring acts. Because yeah. we've, we've got kind of five or six main places to perform. And then that's kind of it. And so you can come here and get it all done in like four days, but you're not saying anything. It's good to like come to Australia. And man, I sound like Hugh Jackman just talking. Hello, come. Um, oh, you hit over. Come here. You and Bez, Lawman. I used to do come a better on. Australian accent. Continue. I'm sorry. No, it's great. You it's sound maybe bad. like someone who's like had, just had a downer, like someone who's just had like a little pill. That's <laughs> just how it's talk. just like just a little ambient. Oh, yeah. Just... You guys want to hit to bed? I mean, I'm absolutely knackered. Oh, I'd love to crawl into, <laughs> crawl in under the covers, take a quick nap. <laughs> Pop out, do a quick show, take a nip. <laughs> it's not good. I've grown up. <laughs> no, I watched. I mean, the, that's pretty good. It's not bad. All right, that means a lot for the world to me that you said that. What do you that's talk sad. about in your show? What, I have nothing to live for. What do you talk about it in your show, Reese, Reese, Reese? Which, by the way, excuse me, Reese, Reese, Reese. Everyone can buy tickets. Uh, go right now to reesenicholson.com.au/slash gigs. Um, and if you click around my website for long enough, you will find there's a secret link that is just a, a whole bunch of pictures of Angela Lansbury. Anyways. Oh, my God. Um, I love her. Okay. Talk to me about your show. What inspires you? What is it about? Sell those tickets. It's like, well, this is the difference as well about, um, and not to be kind of too inside baseball, for the, but 
we have a different system in Australia and the UK where and you where you do do a new hour every year. Like we don't yeah. do this like I feel like here people kind of get their 20 together and that's it. They get really good and they and they make whereas we kind of have to it's, every year for the festivals to tour around to make money, we have to write a whole new hour. Yeah, and but I tell also you what, it's so much sometimes more fun. Bad. No, there's yeah, no totally. way. Um, there's no way. I, I respect that. I hate, I've never in my life when I've done stand-up been like maybe early, early on, but I had a joke which I did over and over. I, you know, now I do it where every show is basically different. Even if it's the same yeah, stories, yeah. you know, nothing is scripted like that. So it makes, I think as a performer, it gives you much more freedom. I could see you being the same way. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm very similar to that. Like and but there are certain things that yeah, then I lock in and like my partner Kyron, he directs my shows. Wow. Um yeah, and so well cuz I can like I, it means that cuz we have we don't have to, but it's I think it's more fun to have like a show. Like a, even no matter where you're performing it, but it has like a structure to it and it has like a beginning and it doesn't feel that way. Like I guess this is kind of what my shows are. Like yeah. it just feels like an hour of stand up, but by the end of it you're kind of like, "Oh, there was like a like and you know, there I think there are performers that do it here like um, Jen Kirkman is someone who kind of does that, mm. like these kind of show, and it means that people can like tour around. Uh, and I'm trying to think of any male comedians here that do it, and I'm sure there's plenty, but it's like, yeah, fuck them, fuck them, yeah, um, fuck them, throw them under the bus. I say, uh, but uh, and so this year's show, I mean, it is mostly stand up. I talk like I've made it's mainly me. Compl- you know what I think it is? My show this year is uh, someone trying their hardest not to talk about COVID for an hour. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just, just hilarious. It's so, it's so hard not to talk about it, but I'm so bored of talking about it. Yeah, me too. Um, and yeah, like, it's done It's done well. Like, I talk about, I uh, kind of, during the pandemic, came to terms with the fact that I'm a non-binary person. But then again, like, I don't want to talk about that that much, like, because mm. it's not that, it hasn't really changed my life. And it's, I feel like so, there's those shows that people do that are like, and now I'm this, and, and everyone's like, oh, so brave, like blackout, awards. And I- um, I know, you know exactly I, who you're I, talking about. You think yeah. you're being vague, but I know who you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, go on. Um, and <laughs> You so, don't want people and, to call you brave? That seems nice. Yeah, no, but like, I'm not like, I'm in a, I'm, I'm like settled. I'm like in my 30s. I've been in a relationship with the same person for 12 years. Wow. Like, or 11 years. Um, the uh, What a weird correction to make. Uh, 11 years, not 12. <laughs> Someone else, um, yeah. But, uh, but like, it, it didn't, like, completely change my life or outlook. So it's mm. like, why talk about it like it did? Like, I, I understand. totally understand if that happens to people. Yeah, but that's nice that you, that you talk about it and bring it up. And I feel like, I mean, it's a hot button topic, certainly at the moment, which yeah. it's having which a moment. Which almost feels like you have to then, right? Yes. Like, so then you kind of have to talk about it because otherwise, yeah. But yes. it's not, um, so I don't know, I guess my show, it's, it is just kind of stand up. But that's why I like, like it won a couple of awards in Australia, like kind <gasps> of ones. And it's like. Um, so you are winning awards. You're pretending nice you weren't, but yet you are winning awards, Reese. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, and I, and I walk, and I give, the, I, ha- I walk out at the improv, and I'll put it on the stool. Um, uh, I, I love awards. I, I love getting awards. Honestly, one of my favorite things. Wait, you have? I'm sorry, you make handmade merchandise? No. Oh yeah, I do now. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. I used to. Well, so, so I used to make like bow ties for merch, and you know, like there's a point where I wasn't making money out of the comedy, so I just started to try and make money out of selling things after the shows. <laughs> yes, that's very fun. a very kind of Amy Sedaris approach. Yeah, Etsy-ish. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, kind of live Etsy. Uh, but more over the years, like I started making kind of brooches and then enamel pins, and it means that I would do a new enamel pin for every 
like year of the show and it meant that people started to come to my shows wearing all the enamel pit like, oh my god like, that's fun like, like fridays this, yeah it was like a weird cult and but more recent the last time i was in edinburgh oh yeah maybe i'll tell this story the um uh i was selling merch afterwards and it was a mer- it was merch that i thought would be so funny and i ordered heaps of them and there are still so many in my garage because no. it was a little enamel pin of like a of like a fetus, like a kind of a babe, but with my head on it. Mm-hmm. So like a kind of sleeping baby, which to be honest, these days, if you walk, like, I don't think I'm going to sell them again because at the moment it feels like yeah. if you're walking around with a fetus, it's a, cho- like, it's a, it's a political choice. We would call it, um, I think the word would be hot button. Literally. Yeah. It would be a yeah. literal hot button. Literally a hot button. <laughs> yes. Um, but so I was selling merch, like in my little venue, uh, after the, my show in Edinburgh and there was someone in line that I was like, God, that looks like Saoirse Ronan. Like oh my God. Actress. And it was Saoirse Ronan. <gasps> and then she bought a baby, a baby pin, but didn't clearly did not want to buy it, but just wanted to be nice and polite. And like, <laughs> but then I freaked out and you know, do you ever look at something in retrospect and realize how crazy you were in that situation? Like where yes. I was a little, mm-hmm. I was a little bit crazy with her and just like, cause you know, she, Saoirse wrote and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Uh, thank you. Uh, and then, so I, the next day I was laying in bed thinking like, I was really crazy with her and I need her to know that I'm not crazy. You know, thus proving I'm crazy. Um, so I uh, got an, this is like how, this is talented Mr. Ripley actually in my approach. Um, I got an IMDb pro account, <gasps> scrolled through. <laughs> that's that's scrolled, already fucking crazy. Yeah. So crazy. I scrolled through her managers to find uh, an agents to find like who's someone that I could still get in contact that might return my call. I found her Irish agent. I figured, you know, she doesn't live in Ireland anymore. He's probably got a little bit more time. So I sent him an email. Can you please email this to Sir Sharon? And, and I basically just, it was all no paragraphs or one thick oh, block of text of just like, hi, uh, thank, you, thank you for coming to the show last night. And I just want, you know, I'm really a fan of you. And I'm, I hope I was a little bit weird and blah, blah, blah. And very classy through her agent. So it wasn't her email. She sent me back a, a picture of her wearing the pin. Oh, my God. Her face in it. Very brave. Um, and said, thank you. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just how. That's so nice. I love that story. Nice. Yes. Great actress. I wish you had the email ready to read to us right now, because I there's nothing more humiliating than reading an email that you sent oh, to yeah, a famous sure. person. Yeah, probably. Oh look, I'll 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 put it I'll put it up on my Instagram. Put it up on in your Instagram. No, don't do that. Don't it's do that. So ju- it makes me sweaty. Don't. It makes me feel sweaty. It actually makes me it. feel hot. And I'm not gonna lie, it's 99 degrees in Amsterdam today, and I am dying. These beams not helping, Reese. I, I'm gonna tell you. These beams, <laughs> Reese Nicholson. You are about as charming as it gets. You, I know we're not face to face, but you um, are very, very lovely. And oh, it's you. a true treat to have had you on the show. You know, it's funny. I read a, a tweet being like, is it even a podcast if the host doesn't say it was a treat having you? And I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You know what? It, it was like horrible having you here. What? And it is, yeah, it's that same thing people say, they treat or they'll just be like, and uh, any, you know, like you can see, you can hear a podcast host sometimes looking at their notes and they'll just kind of grab at anything. And you'll see like, I don't know, you got anything to plug? Like that's the way, do you know, like the, the anyways. Well, um, it's so funny. You just took the words right out of my mouth. Do you got anything to plug? <laughs> Go for I it. I mean, um, 
just yeah reesenicholson.com.au uh slash gigs come and see i'm traveling around the world doing my shows um in melbourne i co-own a comedy club called the comedy republic where we do fun shows and yeah i don't know someone packing behind you i heard a loud zipper noise oh yeah there was yeah there my partner was that's very (laughs) that is someone who travels you can hear the sound of a zipper. Well, like I a hope it's a luggage. Away. Otherwise, I'm like, no wonder you've yeah. been together 12 fucking oh, years. Yeah, no. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. My partner's been f- fucking someone in leather. Oh, God. You're so lucky. You're doing it yeah. all, Reese. It's been distracting. Wait, are you a Taurus? My favorite sign. Listen. I am a Taurus. Uh, and by the way, you're from New South Wales. I have one of my favorite cousins by marriage who listens to the podcast, lives there. Shout <gasps> out to Richard, who listens. Richard, where does Richard live? I couldn't tell. You. I've never been. NWS. Okay. He'll be mad. He'll like to uh, DM me and be like, okay, you got it fully wrong. But he's going to definitely listen because he loves Australian things on the pod. And I know Hi, that Richard. you've satisfied that, scratched that itch. But Reese, you've been such a treat. And a tra- I actually can't believe I fucking did it again. I actually am the bad person <laughs> in the story. In I am. You're trapped in a loop. Reese, you are completely charming. You're so, I have to look up. <laughs> I actually have to mattify my eyes and look into the distance. <laughs> How would you how would you describe the time? How would you how, how would you describe the time on the podcast? I felt interested. <laughs> I felt completely locked and loaded into every word you've said. Um, I enjoyed learning about the differences of in stylings between Americans and Australians. Uh, and I want everyone to go see you, whether they're in Montreal this month for Just for Laughs, Edinburgh next month uh, for obviously the F- Fringe Festival, Soho Theatre in September, along with the Soho Playhouse in New York in September. Uh, go buy tickets to Reese, Reese, Reese with the hilarious Reese Nicholson. Reese, I hope we get to meet one day. Maybe when you're in, oh, I'll, yeah. be, in, I'll be in London. I'll come see you in September. Come see me. Oh come my God. Me. Let's hang out. Let's okay. have drinks. Wait, I'm really excited. I promise I'm it's less happening. annoying in person. It's all happening. Reese Nicholson, go buy tickets. Go follow him also at Reese Nicholson uh, on Instagram and on Twitter. Reese, it, I really adore you and I can't wait to hang out. Oh, thank you. This has been so lovely. I would. It's been a real treat. See? It's addictive. It is addictive. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, go finish packing, and I'll see you in London. Right. And break a leg everywhere you go. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Midnight Snack is an Earwolf production, executive produced by me, Michelle Collins. Our producer is Anita Flores, and our sound engineer is Sam Kiefer. Special thanks to my friend Dan Acton. You can listen to our ad-free episodes on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial, use the code SNACK. Please rate and review Midnight Snack and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter at MNightSnackPod. That's M-N-I-G-H-T-S-N-A-C-K-P-O-D. I love spelling. Midnight Snackers, we would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, questions, or topics we should chat about. You can leave us a voicemail on our party line at 331-901-0005 or drop us a line at midnightsnack at earwolf.com. For more of me, tune in to The Michelle Collins Show live weekday mornings from 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Radio Andy, Sirius XM 102, and on the Sirius XM app. You can also follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mishkoll, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content. And I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.